Today is Wednesday, October 5th, and you are listening to What in the World with Amy Travis. Everywhere you turn, there's more bad news about our economy. On average, grocery prices have soared over 13% in just the past year. The cost of eggs has risen by 38%, and prices for other goods has also jumped. Flour, for example, is up 22.7%. Chicken is up 17.6%. Milk is up 15.6%. Ground beef is up 9.7% and bacon is up 9.2%. Fruits and vegetables have gotten 9.3% more expensive also, according to a CNN report. This is the largest price increase in 40 years. According to a recent survey posted by AFPI on Instagram, 85% of Americans have changed their spending habits due to inflation and nearly 70% are looking for extra work to combat the price increases. Additionally, supply chain issues have impacted certain items. We know that baby formula, hand sanitizer, toilet paper, and lumber have been in short supply. The latest item joining the hard-to-find list? Beer. Yes, you are hearing that correctly. The carbon dioxide needed to brew beer is in limited supply. Unfortunately, the stock market doesn't have any good news to share either. ABC reported in July, over the first six months of the year, the S&P 500, a popular index to which many 401k accounts are pegged, plummeted 20.6%, marking its worst first half performance in any year since 1970. And yet, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky made a shocking admission to Margaret Brennan of Face the Nation on CBS News on September 25th. He boasted that the United States is giving them, meaning Ukraine, $1.5 billion every month to support their war budget. $1.5 billion every month. Say what? What in the world is going on? It's almost as if our government is trying to bankrupt our economy. Why is the U.S. Congress more concerned with the welfare of Ukrainian citizens, if they're even receiving the aid, which we know they're not, than American citizens? Before we discuss possible reasons why, let's look at the factors directly affecting the skyrocketing inflation. Number one, supply and demand. Cost push inflation occurs when the supply of a good or service changes, but the demand for that good or service remains the same. So what is behind these supply chain issues that we're seeing? Yes, we're told that Russia's invasion of Ukraine is the source of these shortages and much more, but that may not be the full story. The Gateway Pundit published a list of 100 U.S. food processing plants that have been destroyed, damaged, or somehow impacted by accidental fires, disease, or general causes. This list includes 19 major fires to food industry facilities in just the first six months of 2022. Uh, You can read the disturbing report. It's also listed in the article. The energy shortages in this country were deliberately created by the Biden administration. We know that. That's another example of cost push inflation. If you missed my post charged up outlining the impact of these policies, you can read it on the post. Number two, bad economic policy. In contrast to cost push inflation, 
Demand pull happens when the money supply expands. The United States Treasury, for example, has pumped nearly $4 trillion into our economy since March 2020, sending checks directly to individuals, households, and businesses, according to CNN. Was all this COVID relief spending really necessary? Some think so, but many think that the spending was reckless. Many reputable economists agree that expansionary monetary policies like the government stimulus programs played a very significant role in driving up prices. Remarkably, 37% of small businesses have closed since January 2020. Considering that small businesses were intended to be one of the primary beneficiaries of COVID relief funds, many are pointing to how the stimulus package actually led to billions of dollars in fraud. So, so who exactly makes all these decisions about how to spend taxpayer money? What agency has the authority to print money at will? This leads us to the third reason for inflation, and that is the monopoly controlling our money. The creation of a central bank was established through an act of Congress in 1913, along with the mandate to promote maximum employment, stabilize prices, and moderate to long-term interest rates in the U.S. economy. The central bank in the United States is the Federal Reserve, often referred to as the Fed. The Fed is the third central bank in this country because the first two failed. The critical feature of a central bank, distinguishing it from other banks, is its legal monopoly status. This is what gives it the privilege to issue banknotes and cash. Private commercial banks are only permitted to issue demand liabilities such as checking deposits. Would you be surprised to know that the Fed is a private institution? Don't be fooled by the word federal in the business entity name. The Fed is run by a board of directors like most private sector corporations. And like private companies, the directive of the board is to make money for their shareholders. Well, (laughs) apparently that doesn't include the American people. But, you know, not everyone suffers when a nation's economy circles the drain. The pandemic, for example, led to one of the greatest wealth transfers in history, according to Jim Cramer with CNBC News. The United States gained 56 new billionaires in 2020. Curiously, during that same period, Bankruptcy Institute said that Chapter 11 bankruptcies surged 48% compared to the previous year. Hmm, that's a little curious. It's almost as if our government intentionally funneled money away from small businesses in towards large corporations. So it leads us to ask the question, who's really in charge here? Yes, the government is responsible to oversee the Fed, but this happens much the same way that the fox oversees the hen house. Would you also be surprised to know that the Fed has never been audited? Yes, it's true. If the Fed was truly concerned with upholding its mandate to project jobs and the wealth of hardworking Americans, then why do they fear being audited? Such matters which would be routine at any other bank are off-limits to the Fed's auditors as a matter of a law passed in the 1970s. Fortunately, Dr. Rand Paul has recently introduced efforts to reenact the Federal Reserve Transparency Act. But as we wrap up, it's painfully obvious that our government is purposely bankrupting our economy. But why? What's their endgame here? As the U.S. dollar continues to plummet, the Federal Reserve announced just this week, its intention to move us towards the U.S. Central Bank Digital Currency, CBDC. Digital currency? That sounds eerily familiar. 
If the past two and a half years have taught us anything, it's that we need less centralized control by our government over our lives, not more. So we'll explore this further in upcoming weeks, so don't miss an episode of What in the World. In the meantime, remember to always pursue the truth. Until next week.